It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic, because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time's done with Hi guys, I'm Ari. And I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Having a Night. Reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Season 4, all about weddings. Hi everyone, it's Sophie. And Ari, and we just said that probably. I know, we probably did just say that, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, it it was a whirlwind last week, we were together, now we're apart. And we don't know what's going on. We really don't know what's going on. I will say you and I have to remember not to interrupt each other a lot this episode because we're on different, like Zoom does a weird recording thing where if we interrupt each other, it kind of like cuts one of us off. So we'll just be hypervigilant everyone. Um, But if the sound is wacky, it's because we're not together. Tragedy. Already screwed it up. (laughs) We need like a red light, green light situation. I know really sort of like, as if we're doing, we're like reading our lines for the first time and taking like a really nice pause of inspiration before responding. Some podcasts though, I wonder if they have their editors like take out the space in between their conversation because it's like, bam, 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 bam. Have you ever noticed that? Like similar podcasts to this. Yes. And I know exactly how, because Guys, I edit our episodes now, which is like a really big shock to me that I'm even capable of doing it. Um, But you can just like basically trim all the silences. So you can like select all the silences and then trim them. And you can say like trim them to 0.25 seconds or like basically down to nothing, Mm -hmm. which I haven't been doing because I'm like, well, this is sort of the normal pattern of conversation. I'll trim really long silences, but nobody who's listening cares about how I edit. So they might. They applaud you. We all do. It's a, I couldn't figure it out. Well, well, I have nothing to say to that. Um, <laughs> wait, I just realized I have no idea what I ate this week. So you might have to go first. Um, yes. I want to speak on uh, atmosphere. I, I went to this. I'm in Chicago right now, hence why we are apart. And I went to this restaurant called La Coloniale, which is a French Vietnamese restaurant that's been downtown forever, moved. Um, kind of confused as to whether that it name is okay or not. Seems wrong. I agree. Uh, it also, they only serve Vietnamese food. I guess all food is French Vietnamese, but in all the reviews of it, people are like, this, in, this is incredible fusion. It's like, no, these are great Vietnamese dishes. Hmm. Um, Weird. I wonder what they, what the, the critics think, see as being fusion about it. I'm not sure. The, the, 
I think it's because it's super, it's super expensive. So I think, um, and it's super nice. So I wanted, the food is good. Um, you know, it's like, if you've never had Vietnamese before, you would be blown away. But if you've had some Vietnamese food, I mean, I've never been to Vietnam, but I've eaten great Vietnamese food. And it's like, it's, it's pretty good. It's good enough. Mm. The vibe, I just want to, you know, the, it's so dark. <laughs> That's always my first criteria. It's so dark. All, it feels like an old school, like restaurant, restaurant, but also yeah. like kind of tropical, but not in a way that seems fake. Like there aren't any fake trees in there. It's just like these huge paintings and something about the lighting, I, the darkness, I should say. Um, and we got the, you know, whole fried snapper to split. And I made a fatal mistake, which was that I was a little tipsy and I just had them they're like, would you like us to debone it? And I was with people. So I was just like, yeah, sure. And I should have been like, no, I will do it. Cause you know, they do like a table side deboning of a fish and you just watch them hack it up and like take most of it away. But that's if a person doesn't know what they're doing. I feel like if you go to a proper fish restaurant where they know what they're doing, it's like, it's so beautiful. It's almost like a dance watching them do this thing where I'm like, oh, I could never do it that elegantly. Yeah. This was not that uh, when I realized he was the one doing it. I don't know if he was like a, he just certainly, he was like a, not a trained fish deboner, right. But still delicious, you know, but that is, I would agree. That is a fatal mistake, but you didn't know that was the mistake, right? It's like, you assume. I had that- a feeling. I must say I had a feeling they were just so busy. It was the weekend. Yeah. I was like this. I hope where are they taking this fish? Oh, they're doing it right here. Oh, and they are just like whacking it. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway. So it was, it was good. Uh, yes. I feel conflicted about this restaurant because I do love the vibe of it in there and the food is good, but it's like, maybe they need to think about reframing it and renaming it. Yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. The name definitely seems problematic. It also seems weird that they're calling it fusion when it's just Vietnamese. Right. But is there anything better than Vietnamese food? God, I love Vietnamese food. Me too. Especially right now where it's like, please, God, get me out of winter. And I just, it satisfies every bright, sweet, sour, fresh, so many fresh, hot and cold elements. Cilantro and lime. Yes. It's true. They're truly transportive ingredients. They are. Mm, Fish sauce. Ugh. I added fish sauce. Oh, I was making, I was making like, um, uh, peanut dressing the other day. And I added mm-hmm. some fish sauce. I like, couldn't figure out what to bring it, use to bring it together. And the fish sauce, it just, it's, it is the definitive, like umami. They also, yeah. did you know, they also make a salt red boat makes a salt. No. So it's like a fish sauce salt that my dad has. I don't know. I haven't used it, but oh God, imagine like a pork butt or something wrapped Ooh. in that. Oh, oh my God. Rubs, not rubs. Sorry. Love. What did you eat? Okay. So last night I went to such a fantastic dinner party, which truly made me be like, I think we need to switch the topic of our podcast from dinner party to something else because this, these people did such a better job than I ever do. Like it was okay. So it was our friend, Jill Donenfeld, who runs um, a company called the Colonistas. Mm-hmm. And she threw a dinner party for her half birthday, which was adorable. I think it was 10 people, either 10 or 12 people. 
Where? Isn't she uh, living in the Hamptons? So she, um, when she's here, she stays at her friend Patrick's house, which is right around the corner. I did not know who her friend, who her friend Patrick was, or the fact that he has the most impeccable, impeccable taste of all time. So you walk in, it's this beautiful loft-like apartment. You would have flipped over the sliding. He literally has candle holders jutting out of the wall. Yes. So there are candles all over. Yes. Candles on the table, of course, but these candles coming out of the wall, I was like, this is, there's something about having a candle against a, against a wall or a surface mm-hmm. where the light bounces off in a very different way than it does when it's just on the table. Yes. So the whole thing was golden. So mm-hmm. beautiful. He made a Vesper. I'm, you know, I'm not a martini person or really a Vesper person. He used Lille Blanc. So it was like, no, sorry. Um, Coqui Americano instead mm-hmm. of Lille. And also instead of dry vermouth, because I think some people use dry vermouth. So it was like really floral and beautiful. He used that um, Botanica gin and vodka. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I have to ask him for the recipe because I don't know if he did equal parts or what, but I was in heaven drinking this drink. It was so delicious. Then Jill, so Jill was supposed to have Colonisa's people come and cook, but um, Colonisa's is always like, everything is basically done on site and- Patrick has moved into this place sort of recently. So the kitchen wasn't done. So mm-hmm. instead she had her friend's mom, who's Japanese cook all this food. So it was this beautiful Japanese spread of like all these really dainty, individually portioned vegetables, salmon, hijiki, yams, or like um, kabocha squash, oh purple potatoes. It was truly such a delight. And a lot of sake, more Vespers. Like it was, it was just, and to just be around a table with a bunch of people that I didn't know, I mean, is heaven on earth for me. But what are you saying? This is not something you could accomplish. It seems like the only thing you're missing is the candles on the wall. I'm definitely missing the candles on the wall. She had done freshly shucked oysters. Like it was just... It felt relaxed in a way that I'm not good at doing. Patrick was like really good about making everybody drinks. He was perfectly happy to be behind the bar. You know how I am. I'm like being pulled in a million different directions, which I like to think really humanizes me. (laughs) But you don't come off that way. He could have been having, you know, like shitting his pants in his head. He could have been. He definitely didn't seem like he was. It was just, it was just fabulous. It was just a really great night. So I had all of that yummy stuff. And then a bunch of sumo oranges and mochi, like ice cream mochi. And it was really nice. And it got me feeling that I'm ready to throw a dinner party, not just ready, dying to throw a dinner party, which brings us into the first topic of today, which is Ari's engagement dinner. I'm going to throw her an engagement dinner. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. It's so nice of you. I'm I'm thrilled. Wow. Well, what sh- are we going to contact that person's mother and have her do Japanese? Well, apparently she actually really wants to start doing more of this. So like oh. maybe yes. Yeah, maybe yes, for sure. So correct me if I'm wrong, but currently Frankie's is the front runner. So you're planning on having the actual wedding, the Italian. Yes. Okay. Which means we should stay away from that. So we're not doing like big lasagnas and tiramisu. Yeah. We want a different vibe. Yeah. Which, I would, of course, we love. Yeah, maybe like 
as I was just saying, something springy since it will be soon. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, you know, spring is our favorite season. Of course. Like spring is very having a night. Lamb, that's why. <laughs> it is. Lamb and peas. Yeah. And mint? Or is that just very British? I'm just thinking about Harry, really. <laughs> Well, Harry's like, Harry's like, am I actually going to be allowed to come? Cause I think it might be mostly actors. And he's like, maybe I'll stay out for the night. No, it should be <laughs> actors and their partners. Before Sophie was married, she did not like having people's partners come to things. Oh no. I just believe it's like, if you don't like a person's partner, you're allowed to just see them on their own. I just don't That's think true. everybody when likes has- Chris. And I there were times when Chris was not invited. To mine? Yes. No, that's not true. It Only is. if it was a fat club thing. I think it it's well, I think it was like dinner with other, you know, people that he didn't really know so well um, before we were engaged, obviously pre-pandemic, but it was a long time ago. I'm just saying partner lifetime ago. But I also, but I stand by my feeling that like you shouldn't always feel obliged to invite the person's partner. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but in, in this, this situation, case, yes. Also, of course, the, the guest list will be up to you. It won't be up to me. So if you want to invite the partner, you invite the partner. I think it's a good way to go, right? For an engagement, since it's like a celebration of love. Yes, that's a really good point. It's not <laughs> a celebration of friendship, it's a celebration of love. Yeah. Um, okay, I yeah. love the spring idea. What are foods that Chris loves? I don't know, whatever I tell him to love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, he's just very adventurous. Um, if yeah, I guess, yeah, it could be fun actually if we could create like a little menu of like our favorite things, or maybe if I can think about things we had like on our first date, which is probably so lame. It's like burgers. Although we did, you know what? We did go on one of our first dates to this incredible restaurant in New Haven that is now closed, Casius. Um, oh, and we got so like good. mussels, um, wolfries. Yeah, that could be I fun. Mean, that could be great. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be doing the frit because you know how we feel about frying in the home, deep frying in the Bad. home. But mussels could mussels could be great. We could do mussels with aioli and baguette. Yeah, and big green salads. Yeah, or like even different kinds of salads. We could do like a green salad and a something else. Yeah. We could do, I am now, I'm just like very intrigued by this Japanese or even maybe possibly Vietnamese. Oh yeah. But I, I, and I'm also intrigued by, yeah, having a lot of different things that don't necessarily go together. I know we were talking a couple of weeks ago about like not want, not liking to go to restaurants and share and do tapas. Yes. But this would be like, oh, each little dish or has a little significance. And this would be, I'm thinking more like, Lots of little things shared as opposed to, yeah, coursed out. Right. Okay. What would some significant things be? Like you're, <laughs> you love a Toddig. Um, yes, I do. I do. And that's a Persian. So that's a thing. Oh, that's a thing. That's a I hate thing. the phrase. That's a thing. I'm sorry. I just said that. It's okay. It, I did a thing. We were talking <laughs> about this last night. Just the hideousness of that phrase. Guys, I, I did a thing. Um, and it's always the thing is like something that's like, you're basically just showing off about, but being like, Oh, little old me just did a thing. Yeah. So annoying. Gross. Um, okay. A Sorry. That was mine. Um, 
oh my God, I feel a little put on the spot. Like I wouldn't, I mean, of course we could do like tortellachi, which is this pasta that I make, that my family makes. I've taught Chris how to make over the years. We could like make it and bring it and just throw it in the water. Like so we could start with that maybe or something. Good. But I also don't want you guys to have to do the work. The whole point is that like it would, that would be my gift to to the engagement party would be that I would be fully hosting top to bottom. Oh, that's so nice. Um, you just sniffing sniffing your armpits over there? No, I'm just seeing this shirt is. Oh, oh my right. god! I just discovered a gigantic hole. Ah, <gasps> which is okay. I can sew it up. Yeah. Now that I <laughs> now that I'm a sewer. Now that you're a professional. I've told our <laughs> listeners, but I've started sewing on a machine. It's really exciting. Um, no, it's just, I can't, I think this fabric is silk, but it's just making me sweat a little bit. Um, okay. Wait. <laughs> what do I, what do, what do Chris and I eat? I mean, it's been so long since we've lived alone and like got to make the things that we want to eat. Um, uh, well, well, let's circle back to the food and think maybe if we talk about something else, my mind will start um, functioning. <laughs> sure. I did just have one idea though. Sorry. Just that Please. kind of out of Tadig, which is like, if we wanted to incorporate lamb, we could do kind of like a lamb shawarma and then a bunch of Middle Eastern kind of like dips and salads yeah. and stuff like that. I love that. I really love that actually. Um, and that's almost like veering into the Odalangi stuff, just in terms of like the abundance and lots of different things. Right. But, it, and it's also lighter than doing like tadig and um, a big stew. Yes. So yes. Like yes, a little yes, bit yes. of lamb, a little, like lots of, there's this great thing they do in Persian culture, which is just, and probably other cultures do, um, where they just have a huge platter of different herbs out on the table that you oh. can just put on whatever you want. Yes. Like that. Maybe, I think that'll be nice and springy. Yes. Like a rice salad with like a currant and a lot of dill or mm -hmm. like a flavored almond. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. I'm liking this. Definitely peas. If we can incorporate them, which we can, yes, we can, of course we can. We can make that pea dip. God, that pea dip is so good. I was just thinking about that. I'm making my tzatziki as we speak. Well, not as we speak. I'm watching my cucumbers drain from afar, but, um, okay. Oh, sorry. So Vibe, obviously, I will have it be as dim in here as humanly possible while still <laughs> being able to see one another. Thank you. What kind of drinks? Let's say that's sort of the vibe of the menu that we're going for. Ooh, um, and it's going to be springy. I feel like maybe we could do some interesting like natural wines for the dinner part. Obviously, sure. the orangest of the wines um and then maybe to start like maybe like a gimlet maybe like li a really limey gimlet situation Ooh, yeah I mean you could even do like a gin and tonic which feels just like very very very, very limey kind of yeah. like bitter that could also represent like our Connecticut life oh <laughs> it's like the national drink oh, of Connecticut yeah. that's or so the true. state drink but we could do like rosewater gin and tonics or something like we could like add Ooh. a bit of she is on to something, folks. She loves the theme. She's, I know, it's dangerous. The theme. <laughs> I love that so much. 
Ooh, what did we do once with rose water? And then we had that whole bottle of rose water that I feel like Kevin Reich ended up with. It, it was, no, he brought it, but he came an hour late to the dinner party because he was in search of this orange blossom water, which we were like, oh, it was orange you actually blossom. didn't really need to bring it. It's fine. Yes, but thanks. <laughs> what um, will be in season in like a couple months? Nothing is the answer. You know, it's um, like... <laughs> I have this function on my, I use dark sky as my weather app and there's a function called like time <laughs> or something where you can like see the, obviously it's like an almanac, right? Where it's like, you can see the weather on this day, however many years ago. So I was like, well, okay. Mid-March, like I'm sure it'll be warm by then. So I was like, mid-March, like 2018, 22 goddamn degrees. 22? Yeah, way colder than it is now. Yeah. That's always the surprise with March. You're like, we're getting out of this. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's when winters finally wakes up and is like, I am here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, the groundhog always sees its shadow. I, is that a real thing? Like, does it work? <laughs> yes. Does it work? No. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was like, no, this is like somewhat of a predictor. Yeah. Groundhogs are wizards. <laughs> Um, okay. side note, I was watching a weather, weather channel the other day and they were, you know, they, they call it future cast when they're talking about like months. I don't even know if in the, in advance, they're talking about weather coming up. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is such a good rapper name. Just rap about the weather. Well, you could rap about whatever you want. That's futuristic. That's true. Casting Jen. into the future. Yep. Trend forecast, future cast. Future Sorry, guys, cast. there's a, a siren, siren, siren. Um, okay. Well, okay. it'll be, if we do March, it will be freezing. But I think we should tell people to dress as though, I don't know, we'll think of something really, I want people to dress up and, they will, and I want them to dress as though it's not 22 degrees. Agreed. So last night, actually, Jill did, she was like, the theme is wear something that you've been dying to wear, mm -hmm. which of course I love. I'm like, I will take any opportunity to go through my closet and find things that I've been desperate to wear. But I'm like something like that so that people do come festive. But I like wonder. More than normal festive. I wonder if we do, since we're thinking about doing primarily theater people, if the theme is like opening night outfit that you haven't worn yet or something. Yes. Yes. Like exactly. Opening night when you're playing, you know, we could give, I don't know, give people characters, not that they yeah. are playing, but how they would dress at the opening night for if they had that character. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> no, but there must be a fun way to do it. Uh, right. Yeah, your play is opening on Broadway. Or like you're going to your... Hmm, 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 hmm. I mean, so we'll if you guys it, haven't yeah. been listening, I'm, I'm about to start rehearsals because I'm understudying this show on Broadway and I've been racking my brain. Like, how does an understudy dress on opening night? Because I'm like, I want to wear the craziest thing but I also don't want to pull focus so maybe it's well, like dress like an understudy on Broadway on opening night and I can dress like a star because it's yes I love okay you and you and Chris dress like the stars and everyone else dresses like an understudy on opening night on Broadway no no it's too it should just be dressed for an opening night 
right? Because actors love that kind of like, I'm going to pop a little bit. Of course. I just think we can come up with something more creative. Okay, fine. Even more creative. We could, yes. we, we could cast people in a sh- like a, a show like, oh, you are opening night for Hamilton you know, in Chicago. Right. <laughs> like, uh, oh, God. The first uh, regional tour of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody comes dressed in fishnets and a bowler. Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, but yes, we'll definitely have to do an entire piece. I would also love to do everyone can wear white. Yeah, we could totally choose like a color. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wears white and then would you guys be like in red? No, I would wear white. As you had mentioned after your wedding, like now I just want to wear, I want to wear white on as many occasions as I can. You said something like, I wish I had just worn white for a year or something. Yes, exactly. Like, I just kind of love the idea of like kind of prolonging this ritual. Yeah. But it's very sort of like Hare Krishna in some way. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the meaning of like orange is when everybody, when they are wearing orange, but it feels like there's some sort of like ceremonial idea of like dressing all in this one color that I like. Well, did you watch, um, what's it called? I guess uh, not. Wild, Wild Country? I didn't. Oh, oh right. They're all in, in colors. Purple. Right? Yeah. Purple. Yep. Dress like you're yeah. an extra in Wild, Wild Country. Yes. No, but I want people to dress up. I know, know. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, like, like, not quite black, like black tie minus. Oh, that's cute. Um... Oh God. Okay. I'm going to, then I like that idea because then that also gives me an excuse to think about like how Harry and I can really kind of dress up the apartment. Okay. You know, it's sort of like, okay, then definitely candles all over the table. Um, like, I don't know. There's something about the idea of like, if people are coming in long dresses, right. Mm-hmm. Or like in suits, then you kind of have to like elevate everything along with it. Yes. Oh, here's a question for you. Would yeah. you ever consider letting people wear their shoes yeah they brought their shoes separately how about that interesting like don't wear the shoes that you're wearing over because i i agree i think it's like if you're in a long dress certain long dresses actually look great barefoot but many it's like you have to wear a heel harry is very anti the shoe the the no shoe policy that i have oh because it's like in the uk that would never be a thing i guess maybe like for some hippie households, but like the reason why it's a thing for me is a, I love being barefoot, which then ties into the fact that like, okay, if you've just come in with your shoes on and you're walking all over the floor and I'm barefoot, then like I'm picking up all the shit that your shoes picked up on the street. Absolutely. And yeah, it's it's, it's a New York thing. There are other cities, I think, but just walking around New York, it's, uh, it's dirty. Yeah. It's like, I did step in dog shit the other day. Yeah. Oh, fuck, you did? I did. It wasn't bad. Thank God. It was like my heel, like, sort of touched it. And then I, and then I literally actually, I was standing on the corner waiting to cross. And I, like, oh, exactly. Oh, and I grabbed the woman next to me. I like grabbed her shoulder. (laughs) That's 
so cute. In my head, I'm like, anyone would understand. It's dog shit, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I stepped ahead and she was like, you know, halfway down the other <laughs> the block already. But um, yeah, there are a few things more kind of cartoonishly embarrassing or like oh. can really ruin your day, like stepping in dog shit. Or I'd say what comparable one is like, getting splashed by oh. a bus or a car, you know, from a puddle. But um, yes, I think for your party, I would say, yes, people can wear their shoes. Yeah. Um, and, how, you- and how lovely and chic, wear your shoes. And then in the morning, I'll put on my shoes and I'll mop everywhere and then I'll take off my shoes again. That's right. I can, I'll help you. Um, any thoughts on dessert? Is there like a special dessert that you would want? Well, one thing that Chris, um, Chris and I have this little inside joke that, or kind of his, when he was really young, his parents, maybe when he was turning like two or three kind of, or maybe like five, just old enough to kind of have a, um, a sense of yourself. Mm-hmm. His parents asked him what kind of cake he wanted for his birthday. And he said, square. <laughs> so a couple of times I've, for Chris's birthday, I've tried to like, you know, carve a little square cake. Yeah. So like that could be sweet is it a cube or is it just a square oh it's a cube okay yeah love that yeah um but this is a good segue into our dessert topic for today because I'm so not a dessert person so in in doing our research for this episode I'm like what would I want in my wedding like I don't I don't even I'm not a big cake person at all I am a big ice cream person we could do that we could have really good ice cream do you have an ice cream maker we do. <gasps> Hold on. We could make like a really, really interesting like orange blossom water ice cream. Or like, let's finally do an incredible Sunday bar. Thank you. We talk about it all the time. Let's finally do it. Oh my god! But it could be really interesting, like it, like crushed peanuts and ooh, 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 oh, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like some, you could do like the ice cream could be. Yeah, rose water or something maybe with like cardamom or like cardamom saffron. Yes. And you can make different like little crumbles with like a little yeah. bit of spice in them. And maybe oh, yeah. you could make like a fish sauce, caramel sauce. Whoa. She's nuts. Um, yeah. or like a limey kind of sauce. I don't even know. This is very exciting. Well, that was my thesis. That was like where I was going to get to for this entire dessert portion of I was like I end with Sunday bar because that's but if you guys are going to have a Sunday bar at the wedding then maybe we don't do Sunday bar well I don't know if we will so I was trying to also think about non-conventional desserts because and I also of course came to ice cream sundaes a gigantic tiramisu mm. mm-hmm. gigantic pavlova yes um, I love a carrot cake, which I'm like, I feel like carrot cake, you could do it. That sort of feels a little bit non-traditional. Yeah. I, mean, I do love a carrot cake too. You know, my feeling on sheet cake, which I truly, <laughs> every time I say it, I'm like, people definitely think I'm saying shit cake, but I'm saying sheet, sheet, sheet. like sheet. bed sheets, sheet cake, like just at some gigantic sheet cakes to me would be like a wedding dream, wedding dream come true. Yes, me too. And I thought that maybe it's in, it's, it's still an option. I think that there are people in the family who would be very upset, but I guess we could do both 
we could have like, and that seems to be a trend that people are doing like the smaller wedding cake for just kind of the bride and groom and then serving everyone else something else. Interesting. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. So, it's, there's a name for it. There's like a, a name for it. It's like a couple's only, it's like a Google help me. Um, it's not important because that's not happening. I want to be having the same dessert. Yeah. Um, as everyone else, I feel like it's great that your impulse has been like giant things. Cause in my notes, I have like, these aren't things that I necessarily want, but the trend seems to be lots of tiny things, which I hate. They're always terrible. And you know why? Like it's because we're still under the reign of like the tyranny of the cake pop. Interesting. Cause I subscribe to that tyranny. I'm <sighs> like, torture me with your tyranny. I will have a cake pop any day because I love cake. So you and I very much differ in this way. I'm like, to me, cake is basically a perfect food. It's like cake, olives, dark chocolate. I mean, I love cake. <gasps> a slice of birthday me. cake, to me, there's like nothing better. That that texture of the icing, the the airiness of like the interior. Oh my God, it's so good because it's like dense meets airy. I just love it. Which also, Ari just sent me this um, article about like off-kilter wedding cakes. And my one thing is that I was on all of their Instagram pages. None of them show the inside of their cakes. You, yes, me too, me too. So I'm like, and, it might be too dense. Yes, and I think that that article, I was hoping that article was about moving away from cake design and making, you know, the design is cuckoo, but it's all about the flavors. Because it seems to me that the major battle when choosing one's wedding cake is like design versus taste. Exactly. Because if you watch Great British Bake Off, you know, you have to have a really, really sturdy batter to hold up like a many tiered cake. And if it's sturdy, then it's probably not going to be that good. Like the texture sucks. Right. You know, you're not going to have like a nice crumbly carrot cakey texture. No, or, or a light airy sheet cake texture. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be dense because you need to have it be five feet tall with cascading flowers and 10 pounds of icing on it, which is just no, thank you. Yeah. Big, no, thank you. I also want to ask, I mean, the, there's this whole other part of this conversation about fondant. Oh God, no, get it don't, Right. Fondant. It's a fondant, a huge fondant. That's obviously going to be the title of this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, don't come near me with that. It's, it's like spackle that you would like, you can tack down ceramic tiles with it. I mean, it, it is, it is. The I imagine the like, world. don't you imagine like when you bite in just your teeth, just sticking in it, like you take your mouth away, but your teeth have stuck in it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's like got the thinnest layer that might like crack, but then it, yeah, it's just, ugh, it's really, it's really gross. And I don't know why a cake needs to look like that. Like smooth. Who the fuck get them in here. I want to talk to whoever started that trend. Is it French? So bizarre. I mean, I guess the word fondant is probably French. It's there's something, the thing that I understand about it is how satisfying it looks. Like it looks like something I want to touch with my hand, you know, it's a very, right. it's like smooth marble. Like, yeah. I want to like rub it. 
Exactly. I don't want to eat it. Yeah. I really don't want to eat it. What I want to eat is something that looks whipped. I want to eat something that looks like, like, I don't know, like waves. Yeah. I want it to be the, the, um, the bowl of icing that Mrs. Doubtfire puts her head in. Yes, totally. Totally. It's like, is this sour cream or is it whipped cream or is it cream cheese? Okay. Whatever. You get the point. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. So what are some of your favorite flavors of cakes? So, okay. So Harry and I, for our wedding, our wonderful, wonderful friend, Victoria Schmidt made us two cakes. She made us a chocolate Guinness cake and an elderflower lemon cake. And they were so good. And I have to say, those are absolutely two of my favorites. Like I'll usually go chocolate over vanilla, Mm -hmm. um, the actual cake Mm -hmm. and the Guinness just like lent it this other kind of dimension of richness. And of course, like Guinness and chocolate is a classic combo anyway. And then I love elderflower and like Meyer lemons and something like a little (laughs) bit citrusy, but with some vanilla to it. Like I don't, like I like a bite of lemon sorbet, but I don't want like a whole cup of lemon sorbet. Whereas like if it's oh, some no. ice cream, I would have, you know, it's like, I want like richness to go yes. with the thing. Absolutely. So those are definitely two of my favorites. I'm not like a chocolate cherry person. That's like not my vibe. Oh yeah. What's that called? Black forest. Yeah. Right? Like a black forest ghetto is like, no, oh. no, thank you. Um, I love something spiced like a chai, cardamom, Ooh. ginger, yeah. always mm-hmm. love. But then it's also tricky because like what icing goes best with that? Like I like, I love icing. To me, the point of a cake is icing. Okay. If I'm going sheet cake, I want the um, like birthday mix. You yeah. know, it has like little sprinkles within it. Funfetti. Funfetti. Thank you. So yes. like a funfetti, um, but like a red velvet is great with a classic cream cheese icing. Like I love a buttercream. What is the flavor of red velvet? Is it just kind of vanilla? No. So it's made with a real red velvet is made with beets. But it doesn't taste like beets. No, but like the, some of the sweetness comes from the beets. So there's almost like a bit of an earthy flavor to it. There's something else that you're always kind of like, it's hard to put your finger on. Guess what? It's beets. It's beets. Beets by Dre. Beets. Bye, Dre. <laughs> this cake, you know those surprise cakes? You cut them up and like candy yeah. comes out. It's like this one, a bunch of earbuds fall out. <laughs> what are your favorite cake flavors as someone who doesn't love cake? You know, your your wedding cakes were probably the best cakes I've ever had. They were really good. Um, our friend Callie's wedding cake I thought was delicious. But yeah, I like something like, a little spice or a savory note or a floral, even though I don't usually love floral flavors in a cake, if it's, if it's paired with something else, I like that. I just, I'm not, as you know, a huge chocolate person. It's just too much for me. Mm. I want something just slightly, or I just like get bored of, of bite after bite of chocolate, anything. Um, so with the cake, yeah, just like a, I love, I don't know. I'm, I was in, I'm always intrigued by like a, blood orange yeah and then like a or like olive oil with blood olive oil cake with blood orange blah 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 or cardamom something elderflower I love this Meyer lemon idea but yeah bringing up bringing some brightness and some spice yes 
What are your thoughts? Okay. I'm going to say something, which I think is not controversial to probably most of the people listening, but I think you might understand why I think it's controversial. Where do you stand on the pies at a wedding? Um, I stand far away. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm not, I'm not a pie person, period. It's like I could eat an entire pie and still not be satisfied. Yeah, it's too hot is my, and you know what? I know you're supposed to serve at room temp, but I only like pies a la mode. So I just need an excuse for ice cream because I need the hot and cold or I need, I, I need something to cut through all of that, like just sweet fruitiness. I need a, I, I need a dairy element. Me. Oh, have to have a dairy element. I also, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I love a slice of pie when the time is right, but the time at a wedding is not right for me. It's not right. Not right. Although one of the caterers we were looking into, um, back when we were going to have a wedding, like in Hudson, think of I, next week's but, episode, maybe we should talk about each face, each wedding that I thought I was going to have. Totally. And we can lay it to rest. Yes. We can do an RIP, RIP to the wedding in Hudson. Also, I was going to say, and you can tell me what you think, but I think maybe next week should be our final wedding episode. Cause I kind of feel yeah. <coughs> like we've covered so much. Sorry guys. I'm getting a wild stuff is happening in my head right now. Oh, she's got oh. allergies. That was yeah, a love and a sneeze combined. That was so exciting. Ooh. And we can always keep updating. <coughs> Get oh, it yeah. out. Of course, your your wedding, we should absolutely keep updating. But I think like the wedding season, we can wrap up because I feel like we've kind of ticked a lot of the boxes. Yeah. And we want to make sure that people still have weddings after listening to this. <laughs> I mean, I know yet another wedding episode in which Sophie manages to shit on all wedding related activities. And I support it. I, I too <laughs> am shitting. I'm sheeting on the weddings. I'm sheet caking. Okay. Yes. So you're, you're caterer in Hudson. Yes. So they do, they are, you know, we were looking at two different caterers who, who cook everything over live fire. Right. And it's very, um, Francis Malman esque and one of them does, they make handmade pies with, um, seasonal fruits that they cook on the fire. And I thought, okay, fine. Yeah, sure. But, but I was like, sure. If you're going to have, I'll take a slice of pie. If, if, as you said, there's ice cream on the side, Maybe there's a homemade caramel on the side. You know, I just, I need it dressed up. Yeah. Can't have it naked. No. Um, love this Sunday, Sunday bar, as we said. And that's also a kind of a fun way of being a little bit cheeky of being like really classic Sunday bar and having like gummy worms and like mini M&Ms and like all kinds of just kid candy. Yes. yes. And you can get one of those beautiful little, um, platters that have you ever seen these i mean it's good for if you're sharing a sundae so i'm not sure how it would work but they it's like this silver platter and the cup with the ice cream goes in the middle and then they're like all these little like oh yeah you know with that with all the different toppings going around it that at that for charles yeah very cute so cute oh but like i love a banana split i know i was about to say do you mean a banana split tray yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, a banana split. It's just so sweet. My dad is obsessed with a banana split, which is like yeah. so cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, 
the way that a banana can enhance the flavor of a good vanilla ice cream is kind of, it's just unparalleled. It's classic. Mm. Really classic. Um, how do you feel about a cheesecake? Oh, I feel good about a cheesecake. I'm basically like anything that's off piste, that's a dessert that you love, I think is great. Yeah. Okay. As I'm saying that, I'm like, I don't think cookies are, I think cookies are a no-no. Cookies yeah. can be a plus, but they should yes. not be the main event. Cookies are in a bag that you take home with you or they're served late night. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Like, so hold on. What do you think about a cheesecake? I think I'm not a big cheesecake person unless it is Eli's cheesecake, which is our friend Alana, who is on the show, her family. Now she is about, you know, she's like, uh, what's the word? Taken on the mantle. Taking over, yeah, yeah, taking over the family business. Um, I love their cheesecake, but I don't love it enough that I would serve it at my wedding. Yeah. I do want to go back to the, to the like wedding, the the dessert table, as they Mm -hmm. say, which is like, okay, here's like a little square of like fondant covered cake. And here's like a mini pie and blah, blah, blah. It just goes back to the idea of like, probably this dessert chef is so overwhelmed that like making them do 10 desserts as opposed to one dessert. Come on guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, maybe kind of, this is bad, but maybe it's a red flag. If your caterer is like, and then we do a great dessert bar. Like that means your caterer is like a factory. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite impersonal. And also as someone who spends a lot of time at the dessert table, I spend a lot of time at the dessert table eating everything because nothing actually is satisfying once again. Yeah. I would, yeah. one piece of cake will be deeply satisfying. Oh I God. like just the simplicity of that. Like it's a wedding and the dessert is cake and there are no other options. It is just cake. There are no donuts. I can't tell you how many weddings I've been to where it's like the dessert is cake and donuts. I'm also like, hey, bring out the donuts at the after party. No shame. But also with last week's episode like if you've got donuts and you have no food at your goddamn brunch like save the donuts for the brunch <laughs> donuts go nuts go nuts on the donuts but not until the next day i totally agree yeah um you have you ever stand been- on a donut are you a big donut are you donut head i'm not like i'm not one of those people who's like oh every sunday we go to this place and get donuts and i know a lot of people who are like that however whenever i have a good donut i like can't stop they are like i'm i'm the same i'm like it would never occur to me to go and buy a donut there's a very famous place around the corner called dough that people are obsessed with never had it yeah but then harry and i were walking and i was actually pointing it out to him last night i was like oh there's dough like i've still never been there and it turned out he actually had one from a different outlet, whatever. Wow. What a boring story. But we were just talking about like the merits of donuts and like, they are insanely good when they're good. Yes. But it must be like one of the most unhealthy desserts ever created because they're, they're sugared and fried. Yeah. God, they're good. They really are when they're lighter. Oh like God. a bear claw. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, are this donuts is- secretly my favorite thing? Oh my God, maybe. But I don't like it when there's too much going on. No, exactly. Or I like when you get a few that have a lot going on and then you can cut them and you can just try them. But I don't want like a matcha, caramel, you know, rose petal. Uh, Yeah. It's like, let the dough speak for itself. That's right. Simple glaze. 
I like an old school. I used to live by this incredible Brooklyn donut place, Peter Pan. Oh, right. In Greenpoint that has, and it, you would love it. Have you never been there? No. It's like, hasn't changed from like the 1950s or 60s. All the women who work there wear these little cute little uniforms that are like green and pink. And it's like an old coffee counter with like those tools. Um, Yeah. And they just make like classic donuts and they're so inexpensive and so just air. Yes, exactly. Well, that's, I think that's the trick of the donut is it's like, it begs you to have four more because you're like, it's like eating air. Yeah. (laughs) Then you sleep for 15 hours. Yes. A simple glazed man. Peter Pan, that's adorable. I got to go. It really is. It's so good. Um, I should bring some to like the next thing I go to. It's just such a great, it's a great thing to arrive with like a, a box of beautiful donuts. Well, this would also actually maybe be a cute thing to weave into the engagement dinner mm-hmm. would be like places like restaurants and places near where you and Chris have lived. Oh like yeah. Favorite things from around places that you've lived. That's really, that's a great option too. I guess the whole thing will be Polish, but <laughs> <laughs> Polish and like, Oh God. Well, when beds die, we can think on it. Other Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Anyway. Um, what about a cheese course? Oh, at my wedding. I'm definitely going to have one. We'll definitely have one at this. Wait, the more actually I think about this, the kind of the cuter it becomes. Cause it could be like, okay, gin and tonic is represents Greenwich. We could have something from New Haven, mm-hmm. Williamsburg. I love it. Maybe something from Chicago, like, Okay, I'm thinking. I mean, it won't dog. be as cohesive. A hot <laughs> dog, exactly. Yeah. Um, things to think on. Very fun things to think on. Any closing messages? Um, I think go, if you are a person who loves dessert, go with your favorite dessert. No shame. Serve that. I would go for less is more. It's the opposite of kind of what we think about food during weddings, I think, and there should be enough dessert, but I think don't give people a million choices. One of the problems with dessert at weddings, I feel like it's often rushed because like it's inevitably everything else is taking too long. And then it's like, Oh, there's some cake in it, but you really want to dance and you forget to eat the cake. And you know, totally. Or you really want to dance, but you've got this giant dessert display and half your friends are over there. Sophie's over there trying everything, everything. (laughs) complaining about how bad it is. Yep. Yeah. So I would say, trust your gut. It's your wedding. And if you just want to serve fucking blueberry pie, I applaud you for it, even though I won't eat it. Yeah. Have what you actually want. Don't let the cake tyrants well, not the cake pop tyrants, the cake pop tyrants and also the regular cake tyrants. Don't let them tell you what to do. Yeah. And God forbid, if don't have a cake that's, unless you just don't care about, I, I don't see why you would just have a cake that looked beautiful. I don't, I don't get it. No, but that's part of, this is the tyranny of what we've been discussing this, this entire season. It's like yes. that happens because wedding planners tell you that that's how it goes or because the yeah. wedding brides magazine or whoever tells you like, that's how you do it. That's you don't have to do it that way. You no. just don't have to do it that way. Yeah. One last question is where do you stand on the cupcake? Um, I, I feel like I don't even have to answer. Our listeners already know, yeah. like not don't stand. I stand on top. I squash it. <laughs> I stomp on it. <laughs> 
I, yeah, I'm not a cupcake person, but I would rather maybe have a cupcake rather than a cake pop. Okay. In the, right. In, in the hierarchy of cake pops, cake, cupcake. I've just been burned by too many cake pops. I think they, for some reason, maybe because they're so small, they just get so dry. Mm. I have to say those Starbucks cake pops. I don't know if anybody listening is a fan, but I have been known to be a fan. You are so cute. <laughs> I can't believe it. I have in my notes, uh, cake pops can never be good. It's the curse of Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, guys, I love Starbucks. I'm, I have not had a Starbucks in so long because they won't use my reusable cup. And you know how I feel about that. Oh, they won't, huh? No, they still fucking won't. Which Even I'm for like- drip? This drives me crazy because I'm like, you guys, we all know that smear, I mean, I talk about this all the time, so I'll just shut the fuck up, but it it really yeah. irks me because I would love to go and have a Frappuccino, but I won't. And you know, they're, shame on them. They're trying shame to be them. better. Like they eliminated straws. Yeah, but they eliminated straws because there was one video of a poor turtle who had a straw stuck up its nose, which is indeed tragic. But what about all the fish swimming around in plastic dumps? Yeah. Howard Schultz, come on. Come on, man. You're listening. Do something about it. Anyway, so Starbucks. I love them, but I hate them. Yeah, me too. Cake pop. And then I'm going to go get myself a cake pop. I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll see you guys next week for our our wedding. Weddings should be titled Weddings and Funerals. We'll just have a funeral for all of my wedding ideas. For weddings and for funerals. Yes. (laughs) We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.